Part One of Salome by Oscar Wilde. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Narrator read by Tricia G. The Young Syrian, Captain of the Guard, read by Kim Stish. The Pace of Herodias, read by Ohm One Two Three. First Soldier, read by Levi Throckmorton. Second Soldier, read by Joshua Logan. The Cappadocian, read by Tim Ferreira. A Nubian, played by Dakota. Yochanan, read by Bruce Peary. Salome, daughter of Herodias, read by Ariel Lipshaw. The Slave, by Anna. Herod Antipas, Tetrarch of Judea, read by Mark Penfold. Herodias, read by Robin in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Tigellinus, a young Roman, read by Matthew Rees. First Jew, read by Frank Booker. Second Jew, read by Elizabeth Clatt. A third Jew, read by Denny Sayers. Fourth Jew, read by Elizabeth Clatt. Fifth Jew, read by David Lawrence. The first Nazarene, read by Denny Sayers. Second Nazarene, read by Algy Pug. A Sadducee, read by Elizabeth Clatt. A Pharisee, read by M.B. Scene. A great terrace in the palace of Herod, set above the banqueting hall. Some soldiers are leaning over the balcony. To the right there is a gigantic staircase. To the left, at the back, an old cistern surrounded by a wall of green bronze. The moon is shining very brightly. The Young Syrian How beautiful is the Princess Salome tonight! The Page of Herodias Look at the moon! How strange the moon seems! She is like a woman rising from a tomb. She is like a dead woman. One might fancy she was looking for dead things. She has a strange look. She is like a little princess who wears a yellow veil, and whose feet are of silver. She is like a princess who has little white doves for feet. One might fancy she was dancing. She is like a woman who is dead. She moves very slowly. Noise in the banqueting hall. First soldier. Ugh, what an uproar! Who are those wild beasts howling? Second soldier. The Jews, they are always like that. They are disputing about their religion. Why do they dispute about their religion? I cannot tell. They are always doing it. The Pharisees, for instance, say that there are angels, and the Sadducees declare that angels do not exist. I think it is ridiculous to dispute about such things. How beautiful is the Princess Salome tonight? You are always looking at her. You look at her too much. It is dangerous to look at people in such fashion. Something terrible may happen. She is very beautiful tonight. The Tetrarch has a somber aspect. Yes, he has a somber aspect. He is looking at something. He is looking at someone. At whom is he looking? I cannot tell. How pale the princess is. Never have I seen her so pale. She is like the shadow of a white rose in a mirror of silver. You must not look at her. You look too much at her. 
Herodias has filled the cup of the Tetrarch. A Cappadocian. Is that the Queen Herodias, she who wears a black mitre sewed with pearls, and whose hair is powdered with blue dust? Yes, that is Herodias, the Tetrarch's wife. The Tetrarch is very fond of wine. He has wine of three sorts, one which is brought from the island of Samothrace and is purple like the cloak of Caesar. I have never seen Caesar. Another that comes from a town called Cyprus and is as yellow as gold. I love gold. And the third is a wine of Sicily. That wine is as red as blood. A Nubian. The gods of my country are very fond of blood. Twice a year we sacrifice to them young men and maidens. Fifty young men and a hundred maidens. But I am afraid that we never give them quite enough, for they are very harsh to us. In my country there are no gods left. The Romans have driven them out. There are some who say they have hidden themselves in the mountains, but I do not believe it. Three nights I have been on the mountains seeking them everywhere. I did not find them, and at last I called them by their names, and they did not come. I think they are dead. The Jews worship a god that one cannot see. I cannot understand that. In fact, they only believe in things that one cannot see. That seems to me altogether ridiculous. Yokinen. After me shall come another mightier than I. I am not worthy so much as to unloose the latchet of his shoes. When he cometh, the solitary places shall be glad. They shall blossom like the rose. The eyes of the blind shall see the day, and the ears of the deaf shall be opened. The sucking child shall put his hand upon the dragon's lair. He shall lead the lions by their manes. Make him be silent. He is always saying ridiculous things. No, no. He is a holy man. He is very gentle, too. Every day when I give him to eat, he thanks me. Who is he? A prophet. What is his name? Yokanan. Whence comes he? From the desert, where he fed on locusts and wild honey. He was clothed in camel's hair, and round his loins he had a leathern belt. He was very terrible to look upon. A great multitude used to follow him. He even had disciples. What is he talking of? We can never tell. Sometimes he says things that affright one, but it is impossible to understand what he says. May one see him? No, the Tetrarch has forbidden it. The princess has hidden her face behind her fan. Her little white hands are fluttering like doves that fly to their dovecots. They are like white butterflies. They are just like white butterflies. What is that to you? Why do you look at her? You must not look at her. Something terrible may happen. Pointing to the cistern. What a strange prison. It is an old cistern. An old cistern? That must be a poisonous place in which to dwell. Oh, no. For instance, the Tetrarch's brother, his elder brother, the first husband of Herodias, the queen, was in prison there for twelve years. It did not kill him. At the end of the twelve years, he had to be strangled. Strangled? Who dared to do that? Pointing to the executioner, a huge negro. That man yonder, Naman. He was not afraid? Oh, no. The Tetrarch sent him the ring. What ring? The death ring, so he was not afraid. Yet it is a terrible thing to strangle a king. <laughs> Why? Kings have but one neck, like other folk. I think it terrible. The princess is getting up. She is leaving the table. She looks very troubled. Ah, she is coming this way. Yes, she is coming towards us. How pale she is. Never have I seen her so pale. Do not look at her. 
I pray you not to look at her. She is like a dove that has strayed. She is like a narcissus trembling in the wind. She is like a silver flower. Enters Salome. I will not stay. I cannot stay. Why does the tetrarch look at me all the while with his mole's eyes under his shaking eyelids? It is strange that the husband of my mother looks at me like that. I know not what it means. Of a truth I know it too well. You have left the feast, princess? How sweet is the air here! I can breathe here. Within there are Jews from Jerusalem who are tearing each other in pieces over their foolish ceremonies, and barbarians who drink and drink and spill their wine on the pavement, and Greeks from Smyrna with painted eyes and painted cheeks and frizzed hair curled in columns, and Egyptians silent and subtle, with long nails of jade and russet cloaks, and Romans brutal and coarse with their uncouth jargon. Ah, how I loathe the Romans! They are rough and common, and they give themselves the airs of noble lords. Will you be seated, princess? Why do you speak to her? Oh, something terrible will happen. Why do you look at her? How good to see the moon! She is like a little piece of money, a little silver flower. She is cold and chaste. I am sure she is a virgin. She has the beauty of a virgin. Yes, she is a virgin. She has never defiled herself. She has never abandoned herself to men like the other goddesses. Behold, the Lord hath come. The Son of Man is at hand. The centaurs have hidden themselves in the rivers, and the nymphs have left the rivers, and are lying beneath the leaves in the forests. Who was that who cried out? The prophet, princess. Ah, the prophet. He of whom the tetrarch is afraid. We know nothing of that, princess. It was the prophet Yochanan who cried out. Is it your pleasure that I bid them bring your litter, princess? The night is fair in the garden. He says terrible things about my mother, does he not? We never understand what he says, princess. Yes, he says terrible things about her. Enter a slave. Princess, the tetra prays you to return to the feast. I will not return. Pardon me, princess, but if you return not, some misfortune may happen. Is he an old man, this prophet? Princess, it were better to return. Suffer me to lead you in. This prophet, is he an old man? No, princess, he is quite young. One cannot be sure. There are those who say that he is Elias. Who is Elias? A prophet of this country in bygone days, princess. What answer may I give the tetra from the princess? Rejoice not, O land of Palestine, because the rod of him who smote thee is broken. For from the seed of the serpent shall come a basilisk, and that which is born of it shall devour the birds. What a strange voice! I would speak with him. I fear it may not be, princess. The tetrarch does not suffer anyone to speak with him. He has even forbidden the high priest to speak with him. I desire to speak with him. It is impossible, princess. I will speak with him. Would it not be better to return to the banquet? Bring forth this prophet. Exit the slave. We dare not, princess. Approaching the cistern and looking down into it. How black it is down there! 
It must be terrible to be in so black a hole. It is like a tomb. To the soldiers. Did you not hear me? Bring out the prophet. I would look on him. Princess, I beg you, do not require this of us. You are making me wait upon your pleasure. Princess, our lives belong to you, but we cannot do what you have asked of us. And indeed, it is not of us that you should ask this thing. Looking at the young Syrian. Ah. Oh, what is going to happen? I'm sure that something terrible will happen. Going up to the young Syrian. Thou wilt do this thing for me, wilt thou not, Naraboth? Thou wilt do this thing for me. I have ever been kind towards thee. Thou wilt do it for me. I would but look at him, this strange prophet. Men have talked so much of him. Often I have heard the Tetrarch talk of him. I think he is afraid of him, the Tetrarch. Art thou, even thou, also afraid of him, Naraboth? I fear him not, princess. There is no man I fear. But the Tetrarch has formally forbidden that any man should raise the cover of this well. Thou wilt do this thing for me, Naraboth. And to-morrow, when I pass in my litter, beneath the gateway of the idol-sellers I will let fall for thee a little flower, a little green flower. Princess, I cannot, I cannot. Smiling. Thou wilt do this thing for me, Naraboth. Thou knowest that thou wilt do this thing for me. And on the morrow, when I shall pass in my litter by the bridge of the idol-buyers, I will look at thee through the muslin veils. I will look at thee, Naraboth. It may be I will smile at thee. Look at me, Naraboth. Look at me. Ah, thou knowest that thou wilt do what I ask of thee. Thou knowest it. I know that thou wilt do this thing. Signing to the third soldier. Let the prophet come forth. The princess Salome desires to see him. Ah! Oh, how strange the moon looks. Like the hand of a dead omen who is seeking to cover herself with a shroud. She has a strange aspect. She is like a little princess whose eyes are eyes of amber. Through the clouds of muslin she is smiling like a little princess. The prophet comes out of the cistern. Salome looks at him and steps slowly back. Where is he whose cup of abominations is now full? Where is he who in a robe of silver shall one day die in the face of all the people? Bid him come forth, that he may hear the voice of him who hath cried in the waste places and in the houses of kings. Of whom is he speaking? No one can tell, princess. Where is she who saw the images of men painted on the walls, even the images of the Chaldeans painted with colors, and gave herself up unto the lust of her eyes, and sent ambassadors into the land of the Chaldea? It is of my mother that he is speaking. Oh, no, princess. Yes, it is of my mother that he is speaking. Where is she who gave herself unto the captains of Assyria, who have baldrics on their loins and crowns of many colors on their heads? Where is she who hath given herself to the young men of the Egyptians, who are clothed in fine linen and hyacinth, whose shields are of gold, whose helmets are of silver, whose bodies are mighty, 
go bid her rise up from the bed of her abominations from the bed of her incestuousness that she may hear the words of him who prepareth the way of the lord that she may repent of her iniquities though she will not repent but will stick fast in her abominations go bid her come for the fan of the lord is in his hand ah but he is terrible he is terrible do not stay here princess i beseech you it is his eyes above all that are terrible they are like black holes burned by torches in the tapestry of tear they are like the black cavern where the dragons live the black caverns of egypt in which the dragons make their lairs they are like black lakes troubled by fantastic moons do you think he will speak again do not stay here princess i pray you do not stay here how wasted he is he is like a thin ivory statue he is like an image of silver i am sure he is chaste as the moon is he is like a moonbeam like a shaft of silver his flesh must be very cold cold as ivory i would look closer at him no no princess i must look at him closer princess princess who is this woman who is looking at me i will not have her look at me wherefore doth she look at me with her golden eyes under her gilded eyelids i know not who she is i do not desire to know who she is bid her be gone it is not to her that i would speak i am salome daughter of herodias princess of judea back daughter of babylon come not near the chosen of the lord thy mother hath filled the earth with the wine of her iniquities and the cry of her sinning hath come up even to the ears of god speak again yochanan thy voice is as music to mine ear princess 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 speak again speak again yochanan and tell me what i must do daughter of sodom come not near me but cover thy face with a veil and scatter ashes upon thine head and get thee to the desert and seek out the son of man who is he the son of man is he as beautiful as thou art yochanan get thee behind me i hear in the palace the beating of the wings of the angel of death princess i beseech thee to go within angel of the lord god what dost thou hear with thy sword whom seekest thou in the palace the day of him who shall die in a robe of silver has not yet come yochanan who speaketh i am amorous of thy body yochanan thy body is white like the lilies of the fields that the mower hath never mowed thy body is white like the snows that lie on the mountains of judea and come down into the valleys the roses in the gardens of the queen of arabia are not so white as thy body neither the roses in the garden of the queen of arabia the garden of spices of the queen of arabia nor the feet of the dawn when they light on the leaves nor the breast of the moon when she lies on the breast of the sea there is nothing in this world so white as thy body suffer me to touch thy body back daughter of babylon 
by woman came evil into the world speak not to me i will not listen to thee i listen but to the voice of the lord god thy body is hideous it is like the body of a leper it is like a plastered wall where vipers have crawled like a plastered wall where the scorpions have made their nest it is like a whited sepulchre full of loathsome things it is horrible thy body is horrible it is of thy hair i am enamoured yochanan thy hair is like clusters of grapes like the clusters of black grapes that hang from the vine-trees of edom in the land of the edomites thy hair is like the cedars of lebanon like the great cedars of lebanon that give their shade to the lions and to the robbers who would hide them by day the long black nights when the moon hides her face when the stars are afraid are not so black as thy hair the silence that dwells in the forest is not so black there is nothing in the world that is so black as thy hair suffer me to touch thy hair back daughter of sodom touch me not profane not the temple of the lord god thy hair is horrible it is covered with mire and dust it is like a crown of thorns placed on thy head it is like a knot of serpents coiled round thy neck i love not thy hair it is thy mouth that i desire yochanan thy mouth is like a band of scarlet on a tower of ivory it is like a pomegranate cut in twain with a knife of ivory the pomegranate flowers that blossom in the gardens of tyre and are redder than roses are not so red the red blasts of trumpets that herald the approach of kings and make afraid the enemy are not so red thy mouth is redder than the feet of those who tread the wine in the wine-press it is redder than the feet of the doves who inhabit the temples and are fed by the priests it is redder than the feet of him who cometh from a forest where he hath slain a lion and seen gilded tigers thy mouth is like a branch of coral that fishers have found in the twilight of the sea the coral that they keep for the kings it is like the vermilion that the moabites find in the mines of moab the vermilion that the kings take from them it is like the bow of the king of the persians that is tinted with vermilion and is tipped with coral there is nothing in the world so red as thy mouth suffer me to kiss thy mouth never daughter of babylon daughter of sodom never i will kiss thy mouth yochanan i will kiss thy mouth princess princess thou who art like a garden of myrrh thou who art the dove of all doves look not at this man look not at him do not speak such words to him i cannot endure it princess do not speak these things i will kiss thy mouth yochanan ah, ah. he kills himself and falls between salome and yochanan the young syrian has slain himself the young captain has slain himself he has slain himself who was my friend i gave him a little box of perfumes and earrings wrought in silver and now he has killed himself ah did he not say that some misfortune would happen i too said it 
and it has come to pass. Well, I knew that the moon was seeking a dead thing, but I knew not that it was he whom she sought. Ah, why did I not hide him from the moon? If I had hidden him in a cavern, she would not have seen him. Princess, the young captain has just slain himself. Suffer me to kiss thy mouth, Yokanan. Art thou not afraid, daughter of Herodias? Did I not tell thee that I heard in the palace the beating of the wings of the angel of death? And hath he not come, the angel of death? Suffer me to kiss thy mouth. Daughter of adultery, there is but one who can save thee. It is he of whom I spake. Go seek him. He is in a boat on the Sea of Galilee, and he talketh with his disciples. Kneel down on the shore of the sea, and call unto him by his name. When he cometh to thee, and to all who call on him he cometh, bow thyself at his feet, and ask of him the remission of thy sins. Suffer me to kiss thy mouth. Cursed be thou, daughter of an incestuous mother, be thou accursed. I will kiss thy mouth, Yokanan. I will not look at thee. Thou art accursed, Salome. Thou art accursed. He goes down into the cistern. I will kiss thy mouth, Yokanan. I will kiss thy mouth. We must bear the body away to another place. The Tetrarch does not care to see dead bodies, save the bodies of those whom he himself has slain. He was my brother, and nearer to me than a brother. I gave him a little box of perfumes and a ring of agate that he wore always on his hand. In the evening we were wont to walk by the river and among the almond trees, and he used to tell me of the things of his country. He spake ever very low. The sound of his voice was like the sound of the flute, of one who played upon the flute. Also he had much joy to gaze at himself in the river. I used to reproach him for that. You are right, we must hide the body. The Tetrarch must not see it. The Tetrarch will not come to this place. He never comes on the terrace. He is too much afraid of the Prophet. End of part one.